0: Theater. the now i'm your host as always michael block now is the time to help us out and there are so many ways you can you can subscribe leave us a review share your favorite episode become a sponsor do all of it and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews Let's get ready to spread some yeast all over this pod, get ready to let past controversies come to light as we break down the latest episode of Drag Race Down Under. It's a bog-off episode, Is joining me on this adventure through the yeast, it's Lady Berica Andrews. Hello.
1: I had to cut my mouth because that made I was like about to burst out laughing and, inter, and like interrupt your uh, <laughs> intro. Listen, you I think, in love- What's the first line again that you said?
0: Let's get ready to spread some yeast all over this <laughs> pod.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Thank you.
0: And and this is why I was nominated for a Glam Award. I, I, we both as were. As I know. Oh, as not about that. We both and guess what? To Bob and we went... did we did any of us actually stand a chance? Let's be honest. You know,
1: I am such I'm such an optimist that I like was really pushing for it because this is this was my last season in New York. I just moved to the West coast. So I'm like, I can't in good conscience accept a glam award if I'm on the West coast, even though it's a podcast and it really doesn't matter. But right. um, I, you know, I do have a little feelings about when Rue girls get glam awards cause the glam awards started very small and localized. Correct. So um,
0: Yeah, I, um, all they had to do was send that one tweet and it was over for all of us.
1: Over. They, like, Did they it, it... actually
0: promote it? No. But all people saw was their name when they were voting. And like, I know who they are. So whatever. It is what it is. It's an honor to be nominated. I have now yes. lost
1: five times. I'm okay. I've lost three. You know, it's, it's just, you're right. It's an honor to be
0: nominated. <laughs> yeah,
1: because then you throw have,
0: uh, nominated... Feel- uh, throw a uh, nominated podcast on all all the resumes you're sent.
1: <laughs> I do not um, need to know shit. I felt good that we were I think I don't you where are you based? You're based in Queens, yes. Yeah. We were the only Brooklyn we, like one of like a couple Brooklyn based award nominees, so right. I felt good about that.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how the next award season goes cuz now that things are reopening who the fuck knows what's gonna happen
1: who knows yeah anyway well, a blessing and she works really yes. hard on the show so i really she, she sure
0: it. does yeah. yeah no i i definitely enjoyed the opportunity to lose to bob and monet because they they needed it right
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did just read the glam awards for uh, uh rue girls winning but i did vote for honey davenport and aja's track for the best because that was i literally had that on repeat like for the first part of uh the pandemic like all the time that's literally.
0: fair yeah i i mean i had to for that one vote for misty mountains on that bitch featuring ritzy bits because i was in the music video so
1: i what i, I had a little lying. maybe i did vote for misty Mountains.
0: Such <laughs> a I good don't... song ah whatever glam awards that was so five months ago six i don't even know math anymore yeah. How are you? How, how's life on the West Coast? Is it the best um, coast?
1: It's the best coast for me.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, I lived in Brooklyn for eight years and I loved mm, a few seconds of it. i not uh-huh. say every second of it. It was uh, a tough go for me at, at some points, but um, I'm glad to be back on the West Coast. Uh, I feel like I'm thriving here.
0: That's already. great. Yeah um yeah yeah well when when these episodes air it's only midnight at your time it's 3 a.m my time and i decided to stay up and watch it live this week because my um i did watch it live because i watched it with my um australian husband so we got we, we zoomed and watched it's not really my husband but i would love for him to be my husband
1: I love how your microphone just keeps popping. I mean, the, the listeners can't see this, but because they can't you have see a virtual it. background, but the microphone, and it just like pops up for a second and it looks like <laughs> a dildo. I'll have it be known that Michael Block talks through a dildo.
0: Yep, that's it. That's exactly what it is. Could you imagine that? Who, why is there not a dildo shaped microphone? I think podcasting?
1: I, oh. I wanted I to get one for Action Report just because I know he would like hate it.
0: that's funny but yeah I got to watch it with my uh my friend in Australia which is really cool because there were definitely a couple moments where I had to unmute myself and be like what does this mean what are they talking about I don't understand
1: (laughs) that's funny. what the fuck is yeast spread I love a zoom tv date you know
0: yeah it was a lot of fun um and I I posted it on uh, Facebook and I had the most views of uh, a story on Facebook ever because of it like oh some people are 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 curious to see who this hot australian man is okay i see how it goes
1: okay get it
0: oh social media well anyway (laughs) let's talk about drag race down under how are you enjoying the season so far five episodes in
1: you know here's the thing i want i saw somebody post on some social media the other day that they thought that this was the worst Maybe, what if it was you? And I'm like gonna read you for that. Um, they thought this was the worst season of Drag Race in history.
0: Definitely not I, me.
1: I could not agree. Le- and I stopped reading. Maybe they had a caveat, but uh, I stopped reading because I didn't want any spoilers for this week because I hadn't watched it yet. And I disagree. I I think these these overseas seasons are so refreshing for the brand. Mm-hmm. We've gotten into such like um. With American version, we know what we know what we're getting. I feel right. like season to season. Um, I know this is not our episode, but I have to say that Art Simone stunt, duh, duh. It's,
0: it's I, I I it was explained so poorly that I am now even more convinced my conspiracy theory is right that she had a scheduling conflict there is no way you can get rid of art simone and bring her back without an explanation when the two other queens eliminated work i think they were
1: pulling some stupid gag for ratings to get this first season like oh my god everybody because everybody talked about it afterwards they were like they sure did people were pissed i was like girl settle down like we know she's coming back
0: But what's interesting is I thought there was going to be a lot more chatter about this episode, but I guess the holiday weekend um, disrupted uh, political conversations for drag race for for the gays.
1: I, this episode was really great and I I was watching it and I was like, how are two white people going to talk about all of this? But we'll get to that.
0: Yes, we will. And and yeah, well, you know what? Let's dive in. Let's start off after the elimination. Karen is in tears as she reads Anita's message. Anita is upset her bestie is gone. But Karen asks, how could you send someone home like Anita? And through her tears, the very witty Keita says, quite easily, apparently. I really do love Anita.
1: I love Anita. Like, I just got chills because I think she has such a spirit and she's such, like, just happy to be on stage. And she, I think she has a lot to bring. And she's yeah. very talented. I think she got red for that runway look. I don't I don't I don't think the judges knew what they were talking about. I thought it looked. No, funny. neither do
0: I. Yeah, I mean, as as Art calls Anita the most aggressively positive person she's ever met in her life, I have no problems with that. I kind of need someone like that around me at all times. Yeah. Cuz I'm not the most aggressively positive person.
1: What did she say upon exit? See you at All-Stars?
0: Yeah, or is it too early to talk about All-Stars? Smart. Smart. Smart very smart. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Karen is emotional. That part of the competition is getting to her, but she talks about the outside world getting to her. We don't really go beyond that comment. So I'm very interested to know what el- what the outside world is um, getting to her. Just just that, she said that the competition is hard, but the outside world is getting to her emotionally. So maybe she misses her family. I don't know.
1: Could be. I think she was nervous. She was going to get called out for her uh, uh, racist tattoos in that episode. <sighs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of things that were omitted this episode and we'll, we're going to get to it. Um, well, speaking of which, cetera poses in confessional that it must be hard for Kita to still be in the competition, even though Anita had done better than her with a Snatch Game win. Etc. is a producer's dream. She is shady.
1: I, good. I like her. I like She's her. She's
0: very fascinating.
1: She's fresh. She knows who she is. Mm -hmm. does she use she her pronouns in drag yes she does she does okay so she knows who she is um she has a good sense of the world around her she she knows what drag is even though she's come up in rupaul culture it seems like she knows her history which i think is missing from a lot of these new queens that are coming through absolutely on the local scene and on the national scene i agree
0: Keita knows that it's part of the game and jokes that the more she gets to know the girls, it's going to be harder to send them all home. McCarron is the first Aussie to send a Kiwi home and Keita is like, just because we're filming in New Zealand doesn't make the Kiwis fillers. That's fair. That's fine. Keita is determined to make it to the end because they have a unique perspective on drag in New Zealand. There are five Aussies left. Electra will take three. Keita will take two, even though she's never taken two before. She'll give it a go. There's a reason why they say Australia is full of snakes. I love, I love the humor out of and of Kita because she is so
1: quick. Can I say something? And this is gonna be yeah. a big I really see her as a Bianca Del Rio in this season.
0: Yeah, she's she is a little more reserved because Bianca has confidence that I don't think I've ever yeah. seen out of anyone. Nobody other has me.
1: confidence like Bianca, but what I see in Keita is Again, she knows who she is. She knows her mm-hmm. drag. She can yeah. negotiate that through the challenges too. And also her paint is just like flawless to me.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's really interesting to, to know what kind of drag she is because she very much is a classic style of drag, very uh-huh. much rooted in, you know, like Priscilla and Whenever I do my toot and boots, there are a lot of people who I know will boot her looks because they just don't get the references and understand what her perspective on drag is. And it hurts me that there are so many younger people who are so disconnected from history.
1: About the, the ball look, the ball got. I, was I like, loved it. it perfect for her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, next day after walking in the room with big, crossy energy, it's a new day. Keita says that maybe fuck Anita should have been riding her coattails, throwing it back to episode one. Art feels good to be back and just wants to win at this point. Now we're going to hear, et cetera, not liking hearing negative feedback. So she's going to push herself out of her box. Maybe she'll roll around on the floor, directing that toward Art or make an ugly outfit, which she directs toward Keita. Keita still hates the ball outfit. Um, and Karen just thinks that's, that it's jealousy. And again, it's really interesting. You had mentioned Etcetera has a, a strong sense of history when it comes to drag, yet she hates that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's about history. I think it's just like Kida has like, you know, uh, I mean, uh, Etcetera, Etcetera is very much a, you know, fashion queen, I feel like. Yeah. And Kida's looks aren't very fashion. They're very campy. They're very yeah. clown. They're very classic drag classic drag in the sense of like 90s you know 80s, maybe but uh um yeah I think it's a little like I think it's a little self-conscious and jealousy like
0: absolutely um I mean etc is feeling some sort of way being in her current situation and for me once they threw that in the episode I was like that's a tip off that's it's not gonna be a great episode for etc she's gonna have some issues Rue comes in and tells the girls that they need to dish it out and take it. It's the reading challenge, uh, and we get to see our pit crew member Sean, who is very, very scrumptious, very hot. We like him. Which one's Sean? Um, he was the one with the uh, the glasses. He came in. Uh, um, I mean, he may be the uh, the background. I'm not, I am not quite sure. I don't.
1: I think he, all he was the... he was the white one. This pit crew is a very attractive. All of them so far.
0: They are also spoiler alert if you haven't watched Drag Race España. Oh my god, that pit crew!
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Oh my god,
1: we're not That's talking cast. about Espanya right now, but like these looks so good. Espanya is about to be like take over the drag race community. I know.
0: agree, I agree. Um, yeah, all right, well. Enough about hot boys. We're gonna do the reading challenge. We're gonna go through them and I I, I only omitted a couple that were just bombs, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say it off the top here. This is one of the best reading challenges we've ever seen.
1: Art Simone and Kita Kidamine uh killed it.
0: So good. I loved it. So let, let's start, etc. on lecture. I finally understand your name because it's a shock to me that you're still in the competition. Not bad. Easy, simple. <laughs> Karen, on Kita, it's so good to have you here in the competition. Now, done, done, the done, done. Fuck off. Funny, simple. Um, not really a dig, but Karen, I expect a little more from Karen.
1: Oh, underwhelmed by Karen this season, and I was expecting yeah. to love her. You know, she and like, that's
0: the issue is because she's been built up as the superstar.
1: Uh huh. She's she's letting it get to her. I feel like a little bit.
0: Absolutely. She also has a read for her art. You're a brilliant drag queen and an amazing makeup artist. You can paint paint pretty much anything except a win. We love referential to the season. Oh. You know that's gonna dig right at her.
1: <laughs>
0: Time for ketamine on Electra. Shock, man. Oh my god. Is it, is
1: got, it, god! That's so funny. Classic drag humor to me. I think yeah. like. You know, I think some people might find that offensive living in the, you know, the, the gender dysphoria world that we live in. Absolutely. Non binary. And I think that was hysterical. And yeah. I think, yeah, I love that.
0: Because, I mean, Electra is probably the most quote unquote butch of the cast members. Yeah. Um, and she, I think she uh, uh, likes that. Um, yeah. But it was a really smart funny easy read.
1: Oh when they all entered the room the net, for the second day yeah. she, she stand, stood for the camera and like showed off her masculine uh-huh. like, yeah, she, she was really good now. I think she's she's starting to grasp who she is in this competition which is absolutely I was now, did you did you
0: watch House of it. did you watch House of Drag? No was she on there? She came in second on season two.
1: Oh. I don't even know yeah,
0: how so to watch House of Drag. It's on um, uh, Daily Motion I think is where you can access season oh, okay. 2. I can't find season 1 right now. But again, listeners if you've not seen House of Drag that was the New Zealand drag show mm-hmm. hosted by Kitamine and Anita Wiglet. Uh they it? They were the
1: hosts. Oh my god, I remember hearing about it a couple of years ago and I just never followed yeah. up.
0: And this was when Kitamine was much bigger.
1: Much bigger. Much bigger. Um, um all right Kidda has another one uh, I, know, for... I, I was like yeah. watching this episode with uh this new friend of mine and he i had to explain to him ketamine <laughs> because of the accent he was like ketamine what's that like ketamine and then i like went back to courtney act and i'm like see it just sounds right. like a name but when you put the accent on it i had to like right. walk him through it we're having yeah. like gay culture lessons every time we watch
0: an <laughs> episode of this. <laughs> I love that. So Kitta has a read for etc. You know this competition is full of Australian talent, hilarious kiwis, etc., etc. It's really interesting. For someone who's so woke, I wonder when you're going to wake up, wake the fuck up. I thought that was a good one. It was really good.
1: It was really stupid. It.
0: Yeah, this was it was from Kita on etc. That's hysterical. Yeah, that was a good one. Maxie has one for Scarlet. The only time she has something between her ears is when she's sucking dick. <laughs> easy, we've heard it before, but for Scarlet, it makes total sense. Though I still have heard she's a top, so I'm not sure how why they're calling her a bottom.
1: Uh, <laughs> I love. It. I mean, I am such a dork that I love just cheesy top-bottom jokes, cheesy gay yeah, jokes. I'm just into it. They're a- easy.
0: Art on Electra, I was so excited when I found out you were coming to the COVID-free haven that is New Zealand. If I were you, I would get a COVID test because you've clearly lost your sense of taste. <laughs> that one's was a good one. We'll see how that one ages in like a year or two. <laughs> Art on Karen, you're in for a very big payday soon. Yeah, when I hire you to do the tax on my prize money. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good.
1: Art killed it. She did.
0: Yep. And this is the best one of the best reads I'm going to say ever. Now, just to recap for the room: out of drag, etc., uses they, them pronouns. For example, they haven't been in the top, so we won't be seeing them in the final. I, I just like yes,
1: give me that all of that.
0: And etc. was so she laughed so hard; she actually enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and I think Ru, it Ru, out of the head a little bit. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Yeah um rue was uh, enjoy that one too
1: so now oh, yeah, we have scarlet
0: yeah. ankita i never knew why they filmed the hobbit in new zealand but now i know Th- that was bad it was bad because hobbits are tiny and i don't think no it didn't work <laughs> scarlet on maxi now i don't want to call maxi old but the calculator on her first phone was an abacus Okay, I, I know it was bad, but I was like, it wasn't as bad as they made us think it was.
1: No, it wasn't as bad, but it was it was definitely like something we've heard before.
0: Yeah. And then a lecture on Ketamine. Uh, Ket has gone through a fantastic weight loss journey. You've got enough leftover skin to make a family resemblance costume.
1: It was just crossing over into that, that territory that's not a read and it's actually just kind of rude. Right.
0: And then we end with Electra on Scarlet. Scarlet's a dancer as well. Did you know she's a fantastic pole dancer too? Why don't you sit on this and spin?
1: That was good. That was clever.
0: Yeah. But we have one more read. Uh Uh-huh. In confessional. Scarlet says that they could have had better reads for her. So the producer asks to read herself. So she does. The only thing bigger than your hole is the bald spot on the back of your head. I had no idea.
1: She's how really convincing herself by keeping it off of the camera.
0: So smart. I Now mean, all how... that they are going to be
1: looking for it. It's going to be like right. bald spot spotting. Bald yeah.
0: Spotting. Um, I need to see it um, because I'm just so curious. But you know what? All hot people have their flaws. And you know what? Hers is being, <laughs> having a bald spot and being
1: racist. Minus my... Oh, oh my God. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: said her flaws are being having a bald spot and being racist.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the best read you've ever said. I
0: try, I try.
1: Touche. Oh my god. <sighs> are we talk about this now? Is that where we're at? Oh no, we're we're not. We we got some time before we get okay, to, to that
0: controversy. The library is officially closed, and the winner of the challenge is Art Simone, who wins a state-of-the-art sewing machine, courtesy of Singer. Now, listen up here. I've heard that the workroom provides shit um, sewing machines. Why can't Singer provide actually good sewing machines for the Queens? Now, Honey Davenport was on, my, uh, on the show before where we did discuss the ball challenge for last season. And she said like, sh- her theory is they give them crappy sewing machines so people have meltdowns.
1: Why? It, it doesn't
0: sound wrong to me. No, for reality TV, sure. But I just thought this was like the weirdest prize because I'm sure she already has a sewing machine. Like whatever, it is what it is.
1: I mean, Ru- Singer should sponsor them. I don't know why that hasn't happened.
0: I know neither do you, Singer, Brother, any of them. They they would be a great
1: crossover. Oh, but- brother,
0: <laughs> Rue reveals that the Maxi Challenge will be marketing a marketing challenge where they will have to sell yeast spread. What is yeast spread, you ask? Vegemite. Um. They will be in I'm charge of bought, the name, lot. the packaging. Have, have, have you, you ever had my I've never
1: had it. It's so good. I love it. It's I good? Can't, I can't explain the taste of it, but I like it. Because not-
0: neither could Tom. He's like, it's so good. We love it. And I was like, how or why? Everything that people describe it, it just sounds nasty.
1: I don't know how to explain it either. You know, uh, an Australian made it for me. So, okay. um you could easily eat too much of it.
0: That's fair. Okay. Now, are you a salt fan? Do you like salt on your foods?
1: Yeah, too much. I'm probably going to die. of a heart attack in about 10 years.
0: (laughs) I am not a salt fan. So that's probably why I'm a little little
1: skeptical.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, if I'm in Australia ever, I'll have it because obviously you got to have the local cuisine, but this was the most down Under challenge, and I really appreciate it so far. I'm still waiting for a Priscilla runway, but I feel like that's not happening this season.
1: Yeah, they'd have to pay the rights for it, I would assume. That's true. Well,
0: they will be shooting their ad spots with Michelle Visage and the infomercial queen of Down Under, Suzanne Paul. She is most famous for her Natural Glow products and the subsequent infomercials for them. Um, Maxie thinks it's going to be fun. Karen thinks she'll do well because she's done all this before. As Maxie says... All right, so Karen says, Maxie could sell a poncho to a nudist. I don't know what the history is that she thinks Maxie would be good at this, but all science points are not going to be good.
1: Poor Maxie. I have a soft spot in my heart for Maxie. I don't know why. I think she's just so sweet and very talented. This may not be the venue for her, but like, I'm excited for the Mm. world to get to know her. I think she's I would love to sit and kiki with her.
0: Absolutely. She is going to create something called Hornbag Concentrate. Um, Okay. Karen is calling hers discharge because ew. Why else would you not name it that? Exactly. Etc. is a shady bitch and says that these queens are on a level, um, are on one level and that when you strip away the fart and boob jokes, what do you have underneath? Just a man that's dressing up in a costume interesting coming from her mouth
1: whoa
0: etc says she's going to be refined and elegant and will be an older woman holding a jar of piss <laughs> funny how she doesn't want boob and um, fart jokes but piss is fine you know if you know, when listen, I was
1: 22 I was contradictory and hypocritical too
0: so. <laughs> right. I mean maybe she's into water sports I don't know <laughs> Let's hope. Keita is pressed that Art beat her in the reading challenge, and she needs to start winning to prove that she can kick other girls' asses. Electra is playing on the competition and being in the bottom, she will be doing wordplay about being topped. Simple, easy, effective. Etc. calls Electra the least seasoned queen in the competition and believes that she has a target on her back. Again, editing here, you knew something was going to happen between the two of them if, if, if Etc. is calling out uh, Electra. We
1: then have this yeah, little he's reading Electra, and I, you know, I, I like We Elektra love an underdog story. I identify as a trash queen, but yeah. I also know <laughs> that I'm a little trashy. Uh, the thing about her is she thinks she's gorgeous, which I mean, she does. She, do it, she sure does. But I think she has well, a lot of talent. Also, <laughs> I hope Gina isn't listening, but she looks, she reminds me of Gina Tonic so much.
0: Can I tell you that I have that in my notes?
1: <laughs> tell me the joke you wrote about it.
0: I did. I did not write a joke because I'm not allowed to make genotonic jokes anymore. Um, Why? We don't get along. Oh, there's a history. There's there's some, there's a lot of tea. She saws my bows. What? I let her you borrow my bow speaker, crazy. and we don't talk anymore. Oh, that's for she probably another podcast. She, probably no, she, does she definitely listen. does not listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, especially the photo that I have in my background. This is that. That was when I was like, "That's Genetonic." It's Genetonic. It's totally genotonic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: okay. Karen expected etc. to be funnier, and that she believes that she is a funny person, but she doesn't give herself credit. Etc. asks if she sees. Um, her as a shady person and karen's like yeah she didn't believe she was shady she just thinks she's telling the truth there are a lot of people out there who do that yeah who think they're just being honest Yeah. yeah karen is the comedy comedy queen and the corporate queen she's got a lot on her back and has to be the one to be in this episode so she'll be up first working with Michelle and Suzanne and we'll go through some of the highlights of their filming. Um, Suzanne is very prudish and I do not think she knew what she was signing up for.
1: I don't think so either, but it was really fun to watch. It was.
0: Because when we start off with the name Discharge, she was not having it. Um, literally <laughs> heaving every time the name is said. Uh, Michelle and Suzanne give Karen some direction about Sparkling more, offering something for free. And this is when we learn what a BOG-OFF is. Um, that, Karen, now that you probably know, is an acronym for buy one, get one free. She didn't quite understand it as she goes, with every three jars, you can BOG-OFF. <laughs> I thought that was really funny.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good.
0: Scarlet is up next and she looks very pretty in pink. Um, she's got a product called Snatch. Uh, it's extracted from real vaginas. So we know where she's going with this one um she's doing a better version of her of her jennifer coolidge um and then we were going to get a close-up of her vagina but michelle insists it won't make a difference art simone is up next wearing her racing stripes like she's on drag race how fitting um (laughs) she's doing yank extractor that they eat down under to scare off the yanks tea that's funny um, art is getting in her head and can't get her lines out as she as perfect as she would like michelle tells her to just be kind to herself um also i don't think we say koalas right We don't I refer never, to this no
1: i you know my first stuffed animal was a koala so i've always known his name was kooky
0: where, where where's kooky now
1: in a box somewhere <laughs> i'm still living in. i home. love
0: it Suzanne thinks Art had so much going on from the costume to the face. She read Art's face without actually intending to read Art's face. Art has a very interesting face. It's pretty, but it's it's very cartoonish.
1: Well, he, there's a lot of fillers there, so yeah.
0: Ooh, yeah, there sure is. Hida is has a product called Yeasty Nuts. She's wild. It will fill your ring. Um, it's like a donut. Kina is going to be doing a divine shit gag and Michelle is forced to explain to Suzanne and probably the youth of today what she is referring to. How are you going to bring on this woman if she has no idea who Divine is?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people like Kitamine said later, later, I think it was Kitamine, she She's like, if one 14-year-old girl learns who divine is and watches. No, that was that was, kids, that was
0: that was my boyfriend Reese. Who is that? Reese Nicholson, our oh, judge. You love him? I think he is the best judge we've had on the show.
1: So good. I wasn't he sure. He's funny. He, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to look at him with that hair and that makeup, but he's really grown on me. I think he's, he's really He's so good. What's his I I've, I've, I've followed. I to look it up. Is he a comedian?
0: He is. I followed him for a bunch of years now. Him and another um gay australian comedian joel creasy um i've known them both they're both fucking hilarious i that thought joel creasy was going to be on the show but i guess the budget cuts maybe not
1: you know who i'm hoping is on there oh i'm gonna forget her name right now she's she got famous from Recreation. olivia and john No. <laughs> no! <laughs> i have two things to tell you now wait <laughs> No, 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 no. This this woman got famous for recreating photos of supermodels, like Kylie Jenner and, like, people like that. Uh, Kendall Jenner. God, what is her name? I saw her live. Anyway, she's really funny. I'll think of it later. Okay, okay. What's better better than Grease on Olivia Newton-John? What? Come on, Eileen.
0: (laughs) That's funny. That's a good joke. I like Uh, that one.
1: The lead singer of this band called Save Ferris Uh uh-huh covered come on eileen in the 90s and i saw them live and she told that joke and i thought it was the funniest thing i've ever heard
0: (laughs) it's really good that's funny (laughs) oh my god well we're going to talk about piss now because we just had poop with um uh akita and etc is literally wearing yellow to sell piss not a joke just a fact um sean the pit crew member can crawl on the floor all day that was probably the best part of her ad etc thinks she's killing it and is she thinks it's going real but cue the delusion now we have electra and she is just giving directions to the pit crew and she's hilarious at it like seriously telling the boys how to bend over and get a blowjob. job um she's doing really well and it's probably the most fun we've seen out of her all season like, she's letting loose. It's it's almost like when she has to be around the other queen, she shells up. But when it's just her, that's when she's at her best.
1: I can see that. A lot of us have social anxiety, even though it doesn't seem like we do. Absolutely. When we're out of geesh. Mm-hmm. You know, like, forget about it. I don't want anybody to talk to me.
0: Yeah, this, this is the point of my notes where I said, and you cannot tell me she doesn't look like the one and only Gina Tonic.
1: <laughs> <True>. <laughs> the one and only Oh, that
0: Electra a- is about to do A <laughs> RuPaul impression And it's very Trixie Mattel Winner, winner, chicken dinner
1: uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Maxie is up And wearing that fucking wig again um, My hubby Tom hey. Said when he took a picture with Maxie A couple years ago She wore that wig just with no color in it So that Whoa. wig has gotten around it's Old faithful Yeah Maxie misses what her product's name is. She gets very flustered. It's not looking good for the elder stateswoman, but we just love her.
1: I, she's so charming to me.
0: Yeah. It's elimination day, and Keita had so much fun doing the ad. Scarlett was so nervous. She was sick. Electra doesn't want Scarlett to win anymore. She already had two wins back-to-back. She wants just her to just get on a plane and go home. <laughs> I think this is setting up some sort of lip sync between Electra and Scarlet. Cause like, that's just good TV, right? The two dancers,
1: yeah, quote unquote dancer.
0: Fun. Maxie was scrambled eggs after rewriting and rewriting. And she hopes they will be able to edit something together that shows her vision. So whether producer influenced or shit to be stirred, Art asks if anyone has done anything in drag that they regret. Electra jokes that her first three runways. <laughs> Clever. Whether she thinks she's in a safe space or forgets that there are cameras on her, Scarlett offers the fact that she has said and done things in drag she regrets. When she was younger, stupider, and naive, she recently got called out on the things she did. Etc. is like, what did you do, Scarlett? So let's go. Let's talk about it. She has in the past. And throws other queens under the bus as well, that she has done blackface. Cue that head snap from etc. Scarlet regrets it, and she is disgusted that she did those things. And etc. Says that she has never looked at blackface before and thought that could be an honest mistake. Um, and there's so much more. Yeah like art now starts to question what she was doing, why she was doing it for humor and finds it strange that appropriating someone's culture was for laughs. Uh Scarlett says that she didn't know any better, even though that's not an excuse. She then goes to Maxie and is like, you know what I mean? Maxie grew up in central Queensland and some of this stuff was awful. And it was said um, in casual conversation, etc. thinks racism and conversation is different than painting yourself in blackface for performance for money.
1: Yeah, it's very particular. It's a very pointed. Thing. Exactly.
0: And she goes on to say that a lot of drag scenes are extremely racist. She says trans people and people of color are experiencing violence every day from systematic oppression or what they did to her, did in their past, but it's not a joke to her. Scarlett knows she will never be able to atone for what she did in her past, but she will try. And Etcetera tells her that she needs to have a lot of steps of reparation and not only just say, you're sorry but show you're sorry. We get a nice moment where Alexa tells et cetera that at age 22, she's impressed at how knowledgeable and worldly she is uh-huh. and that people like her are why we're going to see real change. Did I you think that, that was the end of the Scarlet? Hot racist bullshit? Nope, we'll talk about more of it. But this scene, it was interesting to watch because I don't know how I would have reacted in that room if I were there I don't know how I could have offered any words of insight
1: I probably wouldn't have said anything uh, to yeah. be honest because I I kind of like I don't know I clinch up at stuff like this but um I think Scarlett was being very genuine and honest absolutely he royally fucked up I also think the producers found out about it later and didn't want to have, you know, a Miss Pie moment. And, yes. and, and I think the sh- I, I actually think, and we'll get to more of what RuPaul had to say about it later, uh-huh. but I actually think the show handled it w- well because it was also a room full of white people talking about racism, which is a conversation. Absolutely. This is what needs to happen in our white families and our white friend circles. We need to be having these conversations about our fuck-ups. And, you know, yeah, I mean, this has happened before. She's not the first one that's ever done it. She's maybe one of the first people on national television to own up to something like this and not, like, some sort of bullshit apology. I think the tears were a little bit much, but she was, I mean, it was probably a really emotional thing. Yeah, it's, what what
0: I'm still stuck on is why it came up the way it did. Because again, you, like you said, like she was genuine about it. Uh, that's not necessarily something you want to be revealing in this setting. I think
1: it was forced. I think that, I think they must have found out about it during filming. That,
0: that's my big question, because it was, it's either they found out in filming, or she blurted it out, and every producer in that room ran to their PA, said, go Google all this shit, and that's what all they, that's what they did all day until they got to the main stage, and Rue had to address it. Yeah, um, and I Because,
1: think... yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I no, think I was going to they... say,
0: because we'll get to a point where um, more discussion could have happened on it, and they didn't show it, so...
1: Um. Oh, you were expecting more conversation about it?
0: Yeah. Why didn't we have an untucked?
1: Oh, they. That's my dog. That's JJ Andrew. JJ. Hey, come here. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. We love dogs on this show. This is JJ America Andrew. (gasps) Oh my god. Um. So cute. Nicely until you heard something, and he's very protective. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, yeah. Did they do Untucked for this show?
0: Well, I mean, they let the little that mini Untucked before um, they go back out. Yeah, we didn't get it. This oh, afternoon.
1: we didn't see them talking. Oh, you're nope. right. So, and we'll, oh. we'll 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 go
0: through that. But yeah, I don't know. This felt very unfortunate, but it all it felt natural, and that's not okay. That like, oh yeah, I I can share this. I'm shocked that someone in that room didn't berate her.
1: Didn't what? because it
0: wasn't just just berate her. It wasn't just the blackface that happened. And that's part of the the, the question that I have is she had done um she appropriated Asian culture, she appropriated uh, Native American culture, she's done a lot.
1: Oh I and it's about her. oh yeah the,
0: the, it, and that's going to be when we get to the second part. of the, Another question I have is, how did it get to that point? Because in the twenty tens and twenty twenties, we there should be a lot more accountability by the people around us.
1: Well, it's not like this is a new subject we've been talking about. What was it? Exactly. That girl on the hills, Heidi Montag. Juliana right. Juliana Huff did blackface a couple years mm-hmm. ago, you know, a few years ago. Like this right. is a new conversation, and Scarlett's not that old, so
0: nope not at all
1: um well are we gonna talk more once we get to the runway about this oh yes we will okay, yes okay. yes we will. what else i have for that
0: so let's talk we're gonna to get to the runway now rue walks out like she got that dress at h&m let's be real that thing is um, very very basic um, i loved it looks fierce
1: looks fierce but come I'm on H- i've seen i'm definitely an h&m basic queen though i love a, <laughs> you know, a shake and go outfit
0: Come on. It, listen, it, that is totally fine. But when RuPaul says, I don't want to see any more that's fucking it. H&M, you can't wear anything that's basic, RuPaul.
1: RuPaul just needs to be quiet and give the show to Bianca. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or Alaska. I'll take Alaska. I enjoy Alaska.
1: Alaska. But Alaska's doing her own thing now.
0: I know she is. She is. Michelle and my bestie Reese are joined by the first lady of New, Le- New Zealand cinema, Rena Owen. Don't know who she is, but I looked on Wikipedia and Apparently, she was a droid in Star Wars Episode 2. It's Hack of the Clones. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that movie. I The first three, I I, I try to, like, forget those existed.
1: <laughs> she seemed cool. We're
0: going to do things a bit backwards. We're going to discuss the ads, and then we'll discuss the runways. Okay. So, we are going to start with Electra Shock. Um, her room was very campy, um, but her entire ad, ad was in that same realm very campy very fun um i very much enjoyed what she was serving even though please don't ever let me have it um (laughs) i this is gonna be a major read on her only she can make a basic white button down look good because it's like the second best thing she's worn
1: (laughs) i think the whole thing like i said earlier i think she's just she's starting to recognize who she is in this competition and it's great she totally is reading herself the whole bit with RuPaul, you know, she was reading Lup- RuPaul, Lup- RuPaul RuPaul, <laughs> as well as herself, so it, it landed. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, the, uh, I think the best part, and they even mentioned it, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> so good.
1: I'm full of and talent.
0: Yeah, um, and then her she ends with, every time I spread, I get topped. Great catch line!
1: She's really killing it.
0: Yeah, this was a a good
1: My top three Interesting,
0: okay She had had a good showing this episode Next up is Kidamine I didn't like that it was about donut filling Because I like donuts And I don't think I would like this yeast spread But her comedy was camp It was very fun Um, (gasps) It was so disgusting But so was Divine And I really do think she paid homage to Divine In a really smart way While still being true to herself
1: Yeah, it was cute
0: yeah, but no, please never give me yeast bread, especially don't put it up your nose. Don't. And uh, no, no.
1: Died when she put it up her nose. I was like
0: And like but the th- the problem was like all you saw were those fucking blue contacts. Uh, oh, they were so prevalent.
1: Oh my god.
0: Next we have Maxi Shield. Um I too order for one and eat for two. <laughs> Who
1: does it i am so offended when they give me two chopsticks in my sushi (laughs) i know it's like don't we were all in quarantine we're
0: all only eating for ourselves
1: with your extra utensils this is all for me
0: um apparently the hornbag institute can get a man in you so i would like a man for me so i will be reaching out to the hornbag institute but her her ad was just way too simple too boring nothing there was nothing there to it there was nothing it was all editing
1: it was all editing yeah it was and i feel like you shouldn't rely on editors to do anything for you
0: not a chance next we had karen from finance discharge is gross and i don't want to see her putting it on her face ever again um but as she says available in all hot female centers we love a vagina joke (laughs) i expected more from karen but um i think she's as you said she's getting in her head
1: she's in her head too much she's i know she's better than that absolutely Since we're talking about this racist shit how do you feel about karen's apology before the season about her tattoos and her collection
0: and see and this is i said this to someone earlier it's hard to pinpoint how to feel because the reality is it's we, we have two different cultures like i know that there are certain things that are completely racist and you should never have that are that were part of history but hands off that the the, the um the polywog thing is part of their history and that's what she was taught growing up it, it is ingrained in her and, and yeah it, it's something you got to remove from yourself but you have to educate yourself yeah how do you get educated you need someone to help and i don't i guess she never had anyone on her side
1: uh-huh. yeah and that's why these conversations are important yep sometimes we have to release some comfort
0: exactly so i, I respect that she has decided to remove it uh-huh. or cover it up however whatever she ended up doing
1: she would already gotten it covered up
0: Yeah, um, again, the fact that it didn't come up on this episode is curious.
1: Girl, when they, okay, we're jumping ahead, but like when RuPaul started having a conversation with Scarlett, the camera was on all of them and- uh, And her mouth was dropped. You could see Karen's mouth drop because I felt like she thought she was going to be next. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting, difficult conversation. Again, I respect how she- was able to come forward about it because it was going to get, get out there at some point. But um, again, it's, it's an education because I didn't know about it. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that because I'm an American. That's not part of necessarily our um, Um, history.
1: We have, you know, we have something similar with, you know, Mm -hmm. the Mammies and the Aunt Jemimas and that sort of thing. And I think, that's only a recent conversation, even in America, that we've started. Absolutely. Happening. You know, I, Aunt Jemima is, is like this character that I remember fondly from my childhood, but like, I don't need to be attached to something that people consider racist. Right. You know, um, it's not my place. You know, right. it's my place to, you know, if, if I was Karen. I think she did a great job of I think she did a great job of uh, hitting it head on hitting it mm-hmm. before it became too big of a media frenzy about it and she was very apologetic and uh, I got I got blocked by somebody on Facebook cuz I was like well look people can change and this is how I really feel about these tor- sort of situations is that you know I think RuPaul didn't have to do it, but she showed Scarlett a lot of grace on the runway. Absolutely. She did not have to do that. Not it could all. have been like, you know, you know what? We can't have you in here anymore. I think, you know, it was a very produced thing. I, I still believe that, but I think RuPaul is someone who has a lot of influence in our young queer culture, I think it's, it's important to show people grace because we, mm-hmm. if I had grown up with social media, you know, if in the 90s and 2000s, I probably could have gotten canceled too for something.
0: Absolutely. Think,
1: you know, uh, all the, these kids are kind of living their lives online and uh, learning really quickly mm-hmm. that, you know,
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there are definitely things that it it took me becoming part of the, the LGBTQ community that I learned that were okay or not. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It takes time and, and it takes education. It takes people who are patient with others to explain why X, Y, or Z are not okay. And I mean, it's, it's, it's finally being accepted, the fact that I can go on social media and have an entire post after post after post celebrating a new photo of Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. When maybe 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Nope, not going to happen. Never going to be a thing. And I so it, it's, it, it's all going to take time. Um, but I think with that, there's an education because...
1: I, I love really the dialogue that started around Elliot Page, because yeah. Elliot has this banging body. Come on, Elliot. Mm-hmm. And But some of the stuff that I was seeing online and people, you know, not all trans bodies look like this. Not everyone has right. access to these things. We're getting way off topic. But since we're talking <laughs> about like, I, you know, it takes all kinds and it takes mm-hmm. you know, all kinds. And I think someone like Elliot is really a win for our entire community, not just absolutely community. You know, I think people that come out as trans or non-binary have already experienced a lot of internalized transphobia. I know I had mad transphobia, internal, internalized transphobia, and I didn't know why for the longest time. Gender's weird, y'all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is it is so weird it's so weird and you know again we have a show like this i mean we're not talking about um españa on this podcast but dear god they're they literally in the in the middle of the room they ask the question how many people are non-binary and four people raised their hand and that's a celebration yeah. That's a celebration for a drag race it shouldn't be but it is so even drag race is slowly evolving
1: it's weird that it's taken this long, though. Like it, it sure is. It shouldn't have been a, even been an issue from the beginning, but here we are.
0: Agreed. Well, let's get back to the ads. We got to talk about Art Simone. Um, I love the writing of this, and I also love that if you looked at the jar, the writing on the jar was upside down.
1: Was it? <laughs> it was. Because You're it was so it was for perfect. the eggs.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I was like, that's funny. Um, And then she got to the part where there's so many bleeps and all you hear is like a little bit of bleeding. I was like, ew, gross. (laughs) Um, And then she ends with, get your gob on it. And I thought that was an excellent catchphrase as well.
1: I think she was okay. I was a little bored with her ad. Um, And I think again, it was a lot of editing that made it good.
0: Yeah, there was was a lot going on there, et cetera, et cetera. We love the pit crew member on his knees. I think etc is way too smart for her own good. This was way too trying to be smart and funny, but it just didn't pan out that way. Um, Piss is number one. Okay, we got it. Poop is two, whatever. It just wasn't funny how she delivered it. Um, I'm just very glad that we did not see a stream of anything coming from her as she was supposed to be peeing into the jar (laughs) because no, thank you. Not also, a it's display. a spread. Yeah, no, not for me. <laughs> it's a spread. Why are we making a liquid version? It, it, there was a lot that I just didn't understand about etc. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Scarlet Adams. Um, this is extracted from real vaginas. Um, my favorite line of hers was, "It cannot be used on Reese's gaping white asshole." <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god i was watching this at work so i was a bit distracted so i'm glad you're reminding <laughs> me of some of these uh jokes i
0: i see let's behind the scenes i go back and re-watch it have the subtitles on stop and go i'm, I'm making sure i get into everything in there because there's a there's, there's a lot of good juice in here all right we're, it's time for the runway and the category is finest sheila in the bush and in honor i love to play our own version of the tooting and the booting so we are going to be playing saucy sheila or bushfire
1: okay okay okay
0: all right so we are going to start off with electra shock um no designers listed on her social media i think she looks better than ever um sometimes having a bald head allows for impactful moments like this she painted her hair on and i think it looks exquisite um this is a really cool androgynous look it was risky but clearly a payoff i do love the dark features for her with this look um normally a corset not going to fly but the way she made it work with the storyline and having to attach, attach the neck piece i really liked it. and i think the hood brought this mystery and then the bird was cheap but whatever it was fine it, it, it worked
1: i think this is a complete uh what are, what are we saying sheila and what so saucy sheila i think she's a saucy sheila because yeah this was the best way we've seen her i think she's really coming into her own um and i had the same note on the bald head and painting it. I think that's such a clever look every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. To like paint it on.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm I am curious to know if this was um a plan pre-drag race or if it was in the moment. But either way, very smart decision on her end.
1: My best drag has been in the moment, to be honest. And I love it. It she you know yeah. something something goes wrong with your outfit and you have to like you make know, it work make it work you do like happens all the time
0: yeah michelle thinks she did a really good job and a lot of the girls underestimate her reese thought it was so funny and really hit the brief rue was proud of her and thought for several weeks in a row she was a goner but here she is a competitor to be reckoned with she also thinks this is the most beautiful she has looked on the runway i agree i will give this a saucy sheila this was great
1: Saucy sheila. <laughs> audience
0: was 79 percent saucy sheila 21 percent bushfire next up is kidamine hair by michael irwin dressed by tom and b so this is where asia o'hara's butterflies went. (laughs) i can't take credit for the joke tom fay the the boy who i watched drag race with made the joke in the moment um you can go follow him tom fay two wise he's mine but you can follow him he's adorable (laughs) That joke was so good, but come on, fucking butterflies. That's so good. I loved it. Yeah, so like, yeah, she like clearly glued a bunch of butterflies to a velvet dress. But you know what? It's working for me. Um, This is pageant hair done right. The only thing I did not like whatsoever were the green lips. I think it just stood out in the Mm -hmm. wrong way. Mm -hmm. That's my only issue with Kita. is she loves to play with color. I don't always think the colors she selects are right for the entire style.
1: Um, and what was the joke? What was the joke that Reese made? Your boyfriend Reese? Something about um, oh, they, uh, you should see the cocoon dress or something. Did you write? Oh that yeah,
0: one? the cocoon dress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was re- This was a win for me. I I really loved it.
1: Dude, Dude that neck piece uh, uh, was gorgeous. Saucy- Sheila. I can't yeah. That.
0: So, <laughs> I know saucy Sheila. Saucy- it's hard.
1: Saucy Sheila.
0: Michelle says her infomercial was funny and ridiculous. She thinks this was a pretty look. Reese says she brings something different every week. And by playing it straight in the infomercial, she really found the comedy. I'll absolutely give it a Saucy Sheila. Um, audience loved it, 93% Saucy Sheila, 7% Bushfire. Next up, Maxi Shield, no designers listed. She is terrible at social media. Someone get her an assistant stat. Help her. I immediately was like, OMG, it's Jane from Tarzan i think this is something we've not seen from maxi yet it's showcasing a lot of versatility from her i like the victorian approach it's not anything anyone else is going to bring to the main stage i just needed it to be dragged up a little bit it was a little plain for me
1: to be honest i didn't get it i didn't get what was happening and um it's a a a
0: reference to a an australian
1: movie okay well, um, yeah, I think even I if remember. I had known the movie, like say it was Titanic or something, like mm-hmm. it was it could have been way more draggy, like you said. Yeah, uh
0: picnic in the bush or something, something along the line. So it fit the brief, I guess. Um, Michelle said she struggled with her ad and she didn't believe in herself. Rue is surprised she didn't do better in this challenge. She tells her the power she has in drag is available out of drag two. I'm very much like on the fence of this look. It wasn't my favorite, it was fine um i'm still gonna give it a saucy sheila
1: i'm gonna give it a bush what is it bush bushfire. Bushfire. bush fire bush fire it's not quite a bush fire it's kind of like um a sheila that needs to trim a little bit
0: there you go i like that one the audience was 57 percent saucy sheila 43 percent bushfire so they liked it a little more than they didn't like it but still not fully on yeah. board Karen from finance jacket by Tristan Sebaum. pants by Isaac Loomis helmet by Rose Chong. nails by ice cream nails hair by etc cetera, etc cetera. so oh, I think she borrowed bitch, the bitch. wig yeah I, that, was that early on
1: that was it wasn't that etc that had made wigs for other people or am I getting that mixed up no
0: vanity made wigs for other people and vanity was supposed to be on the show but she broke her wrist so she couldn't do it
1: wigs by vanity is yeah that- she
0: was supposed oh. to be in this yeah that she was supposed to be on the show oh. so we,
1: vanity's winning season two i didn't know vanity was a queen i thought that was just the name of the wig company oh
0: my god no no, no she's she's a queen her best her her sister is courtney Act. they're identical oh. identical they look so similar okay yeah, vanity kind of is
1: gonna be somebody different
0: yeah vanity will next win next season but yeah this this hair was from etc i thought that was really interesting Hmm. Um, But I think this was camp and politics done right for the Country Fire Association. Um, There is a story here and it's a strong one. I think the outfit fits her perfectly and she's walking with just such strength and determination. It's very subtle for Karen, yet it's just evocative. And to make sure it's camp, that silver koala is so cute. I would love one.
1: I love that. I love a koala, obviously. Um, I think I guess i'm just a little disappointed in karen in general i think this could have been bigger sure and not so subtle it it could have been Mm -hmm. a moment to be like you know these people are superheroes these firefighters are superheroes you know like that kind of thing happening the pantsuit i wasn't really wasn't really doing it for me really
0: yeah i mean she she went for the replica and she Did stone it, there was some stoning on it, so she did try to drag it up a little bit. Yeah, even though that the helmet was clearly plastic from like something you probably get from a, a costume that she put it's like a cane stones on,
1: the on nose for what she was, yeah. Doing.
0: Um, but again, when it's there's a message, that's what you're going to react to. It's not Simone's um uh uh Black Lives Matter dress that she wore mm-hmm. with the Fascinator. Where that had a message, but also gave you fashion. Karen's give you fashion through camp, and again, two very different I queens. Like I did
1: enjoy it more once I realized what she was Understood. doing. And yeah. you know, there is that kind of cultural thing that we have to take absolutely.
0: into absolutely. Uh, Michelle says discharge was really funny and um, said it had <laughs> to be bigger though. She thinks the look made a statement and it was beautiful. Reset needs to go says it needs to go bigger. He called her look political without losing camp. Rue says it wasn't her favorite um, ad, but it wasn't the worst. Rue then asks about the look, and Karen tells us that the bushfire, about the bushfires, and she wanted to represent the people in the community. Rue said she thought a Sheila was a redneck type of person, but now she understands it's just a woman. So, RuPaul, educate yourself before you make comments, please. Um, Okay. We now learn that it is a term used by working class men about women. A Sheila? yeah, Rena appreciates that she brought this look to everyone's attention because Rena is there and has things to say. Apparently, took her what four queens before she said anything. <laughs> I like the look; it's not my favorite, but I like the message, so I'm going to give it a Saucy
1: Sheila. I think I'll yeah. Hmm.
0: Audience was 61% Saucy Sheila, 39% Bushfire.
1: I'm feeling peer pressured into say Saucy Sheila, so I guess I'll <laughs> help
0: that's fair. That's fair. Art Simone. Okay. Look by Passion Couture and Tamara Claire. Akubra, which is the hat, is by Parchone Props. Hair by Tamed by Trent Ashley. Nails by Bella Nitrate. The amount of references she threw into one look is just wild. Um, so let's start with the Billy Porter inspired mechanical core cat. Why? But also, why not? <laughs> The first look, I immediately got Australian Bush from uh, that, but wham, bam, it's what taste wishes she were as Kath from Kath and Kim. <laughs> um, now, we officially know why Art did not do Kath for Snatch Game. That being said, I think she could have easily done Kath for Snatch Game and then done this runway without the reveal into Kath. how daily you you <gasps>
1: ah Technical difficulties.
0: There we go. Is that on my end, that's weird.
1: Um, Yeah, the Kath. Was it Kath? Yeah, it's Kath. Yeah. Um, she had the look down down to how she was posing on the runway. She had the Kath, yeah. like, like. I thought it was very cute. But yeah, you're probably right. She could have done, you know, but it also might have been producer things.
0: They're very, it's very true. Not-
1: it sucks that we're like in this time frame of RuPaul's Drag Race where we know things are being heavily produced. You know in the first few seasons it's like the well one the girls didn't know how to produce themselves or didn't even think to right and 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 the the production wasn't trying to make things happen as much. I think they were probably exactly. And
0: I mean, I am a diehard reality TV fan, like competition reality. That's that's really? my that's my jam. So, like, so I I've, I've watched Survivor. Today is actually their twenty-first birthday. Uh, they're finally that's legal. So cool. um, but I love Survivor and Big Brother and The Challenge. All those shows. I can see through a show and see through the edit easily. And I yeah. wish I didn't have that brain. But yeah, you you can tell there are certain things that you know why certain queens get saved at certain moments because they need yeah. certain things at different moments. It's unfortunate, but at the end I... of the day, it's a
1: reality TV show. It's a reality competition too, and so I think if like it's. <sighs> I don't know. At least give these girls a budget if we're like really getting them produced.
0: Right, that's fair. That, that,
1: to go on here and be produced, it's not like American. Absolutely, where they're wearing their street clothes and then have a stylist on the show. Exactly,
0: I agree. Michelle thought her look was fun, and she is a huge Kath and Kim fanatic. Reese says clearly Kath and yet clearly Art Simone. Reese asked if he took a pill while watching a commercial, and that was just too much crammed into it. Rena says she is so much joy and Rue called her commercial unusual. I think this was a really fun look. I got all the references. It's very art, Simone. Saucy Sheila.
1: Saucy Sheila. Agreed.
0: Audience was not as fond of it. Uh, 57% Saucy Sheila, 43% Bushfire.
1: Interesting.
0: I think, again, it's a reference thing. So if they didn't understand the references, you're not going to get it. Et cetera, uh, look by modern mistress, hair and et cetera, accessories by etc. I just don't like it. Um, I don't get it. To me, this is trash. It looks like a bunch of crap glued together. Um, for me, you didn't get the fire if from the lining well enough to understand the story because she literally ripped it off and it took me my second view to see that it was red and orange to be fire. Oh, um yeah. Once again, if you need to explain your look via confessional, that's not successful. And for me, the hair was terrible. Like, why do a bob like that? It just didn't do anything for her.
1: Didn't. Team so didn't I was not a fan. Last season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, How yeah, did you feel? Uh, I didn't catch the reference at all. Um, yeah. And I think it just looked a little frumpy.
0: It did. It, it was. It was not fitted well. But Rena would have loved to have seen her keep the coat on for a bit longer to see all the aspects and called her commercial very pissy. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Michelle calls her demented and that there was a line there that shouldn't have been crossed. She said her runway was chic and fashion. So maybe we missed something watching it. Rue was not a fan of her commercial. It was a little on the nose and not as clever as she wanted it to be. I easily will be proud to say this is a bushfire for me.
1: Yeah, it was a bushfire.
0: Audience, 53% Saucy Sheila, for 47% Bushfire. And what finally, I know, right? <laughs> finally, Scarlett Adams, no designers listed. Um, I think with the audience, there are a lot of people who will look at the, the photo and say it's boring and terrible, but she nailed Priscilla. Like, I love the reference and the makeup and it's simple yet effective for me. I just don't have any negative things really to say the only issue was she didn't have enough space to twirl and make that thing fly the way it should have flew uh-huh
1: yeah you know what i appreciated about this episode in general is that there was a lot of history there was a lot of yeah. good productive conversation around history and around um um racism and gender and mm-hmm. I, this is what i'm gonna miss about etc cetera, etc cetera, is the gender conversations and she absolutely manages she let them. to like do it without in a, this really uh, spectac- spectacular way that is approachable not that it needs to be approachable but she knows how to talk about herself yeah
0: it's it's accessible
1: it's accessible there you go yes especially when it's on your t-shirt
0: yeah michelle says that if piss crossed the line and blown out pussy does um, Reese says that it wasn't a complete disaster, but she should really be proud of her runway. Rena says her makeup, her costume performance was fantastic. Re was happy to see Priscilla as it's a movie that means so much. I love the look. I will give it a saucy Sheila.
1: Um, it's a saucy Sheila for me, even though, um, and everyone's gonna hate me for this. I've never seen Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Ah,
0: oh my god, it's so good. After this, you gotta watch it. It's, it's, I gotta an watch excellent, it. excellent movie. Not like I don't want to, um, just that I have. Yeah. It. The audience on this was 54% saucy Sheila, 46 bushfire.
1: That's a reference I also, thing.
0: I think it's a reference thing, but I also think it's a they don't want to support a racist thing. Could be. Could be. So that's that's my only theory on that one. But before she leaves, Rue tells Scarlett that there's something they need to talk about. <gasps> Rue <we> says, <gasps> yeah. Rue says that it's come to her attention that there are photos online of her performing in Blackface, and she wants to give her a moment to address it. Scarlet is gobsmacked and can't deny it happened. She calls herself dumb, ignorant teenager. Um, and again, did you notice Karen's mouth on the ground? Because yeah, I yeah,
1: did. I did.
0: Um, she regrets what she did and starts to regurgitate all the things that etc. Kind of already said earlier, uh-huh. as she's standing right next to her. Mm. Scarlet's emotion are really hard to read because it's not clear if they're genuine. I mean, I'm sure they are, but I think if it were me, I would be bawling in this moment. I don't know if I would be able to compose a sentence.
1: Well, I think it says a lot about her that she wasn't bawling and she was able to pull it together mm-hmm. and really listen to what RuPaul had to say. Sure, that's uh, a rough. That's a rough thing. Um, it is. And she took full responsibility for it. She didn't try to make excuses. I mean, other than being young, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know her background. I don't know how, you know, I grew up in rural Kansas. There were words that I said that I didn't realize were words I shouldn't be using uh, until later in life, you know? Absolutely. Um, there were words it's, that my it's... family said that were like normal and it was, you know, yeah, so, it's,
0: it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you know the controversy that happened with American Idol this past season, um, yeah. but a contestant in the top five was removed from the show after a video surfaced um, that he was in a video with someone who was wearing a garment that looks very similar to a KKK hood. Oh. His answer was he was young and stupid and apologized. <gasps> I have much issue with that because the kid on the show... Was 16 years old. I understand. On you, Idol? Yeah, on American Idol this year. Oh. I understand you're from the south. Whatever but that might be, that's a up to your, your parents. family.
1: Yeah, your family's right. just taking you to places. That's gross. right.
0: So that's that's my question with Scarlett. Yeah, obviously she's probably 12 years older than this kid. But if that is ingrained in her, if that's her upbringing. Yeah, you can't. You have to blame her a little bit, but you have to blame the upbringing as well. I would like because to know-
1: yeah i would like to know more of the conversation that had happened because i'm like when did she realize it was wrong when did she start speaking on it did did she speak on it before the season aired or is this the so, first you're like hearing of it
0: yes, she did and um so obviously we in this moment rue says that there she knows there are people that would want her to cancel uh mm-hmm. in the moment but she wants this to be a lesson in humility and accountability so basically, if you wear HM, that's fine, but racism or is, is a no no, but racism is racism is fine. Um, I don't think Rue was necessarily equipped to have this conversation because there's a lot of things Rue doesn't speak on. Yeah. This was a slap on the wrist. Well, that being recorder, said, like
1: Sharon needles one. Right. Sharon got says the N-word like nothing, like it's nothing. Yeah. And was wearing, you know, it was a reference to RuPaul, but she's wearing a Confederate flag dress. It's one thing for a Black person to wear a Confederate flag dress. It's another right. for a very white person to wear a Confederate. Yeah. So, yeah, I see what you're saying about RuPaul not being equipped, you know.
0: But I- Scarlett put out um, a 12-minute video on Instagram discussing the situation and some of the steps she is taking. Um, she says that she couldn't fully discuss it when it first was revealed i believe back in february because of her nda because th- mm-hmm. it happened this stuff happened on the show mm-hmm. so she was unable to speak on it which was probably very difficult for her I'm to sure. not be able to say anything and i do blame the show for not allowing her to say anything
1: well um I hope they get her a therapist
0: <laughs> oh for real um absolutely but it, it's 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 a really interesting situation because I, 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 I don't think RuPaul is necessarily in tune to the world and I'm kind of shocked that this happened the way it did um, because she didn't even raise her voice.
1: Do you think that Scarlet should have been kicked off? I don't. Okay. Um, I don't
0: think I I'm not sure I don't, I don't I don't think she should have been kicked off.
1: I don't either i agree with what you're saying about rupaul i think it was a bigger conversation behind the scenes and rupaul was reading a script as she normally does i do think like i said the grace that was shown and the humility that was shown on Scarlett's part is important for our culture to see right now Mm -hmm. secrets secrets keep us in the dark and like you know um I don't know what else to say about it. I do, I just appreciate the grace that was presented to her. And I really mm-hmm. truly hope that she it has learned from this. And I think she has. I do too. I bet Excera my- is pissed though.
0: Right. My my big question mark is she's performed in blackface. She's performed other cultural appropriation um, in performances. Mm-hmm what's happening to the venues that she did this at what's happening to the people who hired her for these events or are they complicit because they thought it was okay also and again i don't know what the culture is like down in australia i know that there is a big racist issue when black lives matter came out that there was their own there they had their own movement with the um the their own indigenous uh people Uh, of um australia so it, it's, it's really hard to want to put all blame on Scarlett and use her as the full punching well, bag. Well, there's
1: one person that, you know, got caught. It's not like... Exactly. Well, not even got caught. It's not like she was trying to hide it or anything.
0: And like she, she some got- of these performances, she was with other people. Like, did they not say anything? Or are they in the same position of, well, I'm a young drag artist who needs money. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to fuck up my career. That's we ran into something- this. It into- happens in New York too.
1: Yes, we ran into this at the Mix Nobody pageant um, in 2019, where one of our contestants submitted a video, and none of none of us thought to watch the videos ahead of time, because we just assume people know what the culture is that we're. And it, there was some racist imagery in it, and it it happened to be someone I was friends with, and I had to be the one to have the conversation afterwards, and I think yeah, we got to speak up. White people have to speak up. It shouldn't be Mm -hmm. on people of color to speak up when things like this happen. And I just said, you know, what you showed us is, could be considered racist to a lot of people. And and it was, I was really gentle in the conversation, but um, it was racist imagery. It was like really, and and we were just aghast. Yeah. And
0: it's, it's one of those things, again, it's like she's performing these things, so it's not like it was for an audience of maybe four people, but maybe if she's performing in Perth, it's acceptable, and that's a problem. So be, I yeah. really do hope it's an educational tool for everybody. Um, and you know
1: how long ago these performances were?
0: They happened with, I believe, within 2012 to 2018,
1: I believe, was the time Oh, frame. that's a long timeline for all of that.
0: Correct, because there were multiple things that occurred. Um
1: kept doing it.
0: Yes. So again, I I I question the culture down in that area. Um, but as long as she's accountable, I know she's donating money, she's being very, very proactive. So she's learning. She's she's learning. And again, I think the show needed to do this because she was a fucking clear front runner. Again, they couldn't erase another fucking cast member who was potentially gonna win
1: yeah yeah i mean i get it i want you know imagine if what happened with miss pie would have come out during filming what they would have done
0: yeah 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 that's a whole different conversation
1: that crazy.
0: (laughs) yeah well, it's time to talk about on Tuck Jr. Oh, wait, oh. we got nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> they didn't show us anything. And I really do think some shit happened and they couldn't air it because it didn't go along with the plot line. I need to know what happened in that room because either they all said we're not going to talk or they did talk and it would just did not fit this give um, Scarlett a, a second chance while probably some of them were like, fuck no. I, I, I'm flabbergasted that we didn't get well not even a we'll word
1: in this next episode of like you know i hope so there's gonna be a conversation of the fact that Etc. left after having such like an issue with scarlet about right it and that's so that's Etcetera that's, that's what's looked for- her in the face after that which i mean yeah it was a, that's
0: that's why i'm convinced et cetera said something that would not have worked Hmm. i hope she and did maybe that maybe that's why she was eliminated but well let's get to that oh. Electra shocks the room with a victory. She wins oh. a luxury four-night stay at Sofitel, property of her choice in Australia or New Zealand. I looked up a couple of those uh, resorts. that look really fancy and pretty. I'd like to go there, too. Um, Scarlet, Keita, Art, and Karen are safe that leaves. Maxine, et cetera, as the bottom two. How do you feel? Do you agree?
1: That they should have been the bottom?
0: Or just, yeah, any any of those, the combination of win, loss,
1: Oh, um, I was all for electroshock winning. I think she deserved it. She's really worked hard. She's listened to the judges and their critiques. I agree. And, and she's not just changing herself. She's listening to the critiques and making it work for who she is, which is important in these shows. Um, you see it a lot in Dragula where they are just trying to figure out what the judges want and it just fucks them up. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because it ends up being way outside their character. Anyway, um, ketamine was great yeah um bottom 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 i really thought art simone wasn't great in the challenge but her Mm -hmm. runway saved her probably
0: i agree i think this was the right bottom too
1: um i was stressed out though because i really enjoy both of them
0: yeah so the song we're getting is absolutely everybody by vanessa amrosi Uh, This is a huge song in Australia. Um, It, I guess, was a big song in the early 2000s. Everybody knows it. And I'm going to say that this is going to be the first dance at the wedding of me and uh, my Australian husband. So I'm very excited for that. (laughs) Um, This was a fun...
1: Honeymoon at the Sofitel.
0: Yeah, there we go. Uh, I thought this was a really fun performance. Um, Maxie did have a trick up her sleeve, and it's a microphone. And she is showcasing classic drag and how you just... Need
1: emotion to entertain. I died with the microphone. So funny. It was hysterical and so classic. And I was like, Yeah. I was convinced she was going home. Me too. Build that lip sync. And it just made me miss performing. I haven't performed in a while. And that is just totally something I would have gagged and done.
0: Yeah. Etc. just didn't have the connection that Maxi brought to their performance. And I don't know if it was Etc. in her head over what just happened, or if she just was not, this was not a good song for her to perform. Um, this really was the Maxi show, and I think she's just absolutely endearing to watch perform.
1: Yeah, I want to see more from her.
0: Yeah. Uh, but just as I was learning to finally spell her name, the ETC leaves the competition. <laughs> I think it was the right choice. I think Maxi did win it.
1: Well, and can we? I actually did write one thing, Tom. Yeah. Can we um, talk about et cetera, et cetera in her interview as she was leaving? Oh yeah, let's do it. Time in the bank, so they need this more than I do. Yep. She said that. Yes.
0: So good. Mm -hmm. Well, she is a weirdo who will keep pissing in the jar for anyone who will pay. And I bet there are a lot of people who are going to ask her for some of her piss. Oh
1: my God. Well,
0: I got some burning questions to wrap up the podcast. Are you ready? Yes. What is etc. Cetera, etc.'s legacy?
1: Uh, her gender. Just talking about non binary on the show.
0: I, I agree. It's, it's really been amazing to see the evolution of the discussion of non-binary on Drag Race, mm-hmm. because the first time we really heard it was with Gigi Good, and I don't think she was I'm fully able to... I'm going to take it back, I to... think Ozla
1: was talking about it, too. Did, was she? Maybe, yeah, she
0: was, yeah. Oh, interesting, because I remember them making such a big deal with Gigi last, last year, um, but she really wasn't able to articulate what mm-hmm it meant. Then we move into Drag Race Holland where we have um, Mama Queen who really lets everybody know and they just didn't understand it on the show, which was very unfortunate. Now we're here with uh, um, etc., and now we're going to Drag Race España where we have four non-binary contestants. It's it's, it's kind of amazing.
1: And then All Stars coming up with two trans queens.
0: Absolutely. And it's I'm best. convinced Sonique is going to win. <gasps>
1: Her intro line, so good. Oh, girl, you got female. Yes, bitch. So good. Take it back. She took back all of that. I can't believe her. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. But I know you have to about
1: this all star season, but I'm excited there's no clear winner.
0: I I would I um, mm, mm, I think there are two people who have it. The rest are fodder. Um, I think it's either Ginger Minj or uh, Kylie Sonique Love. Um, just because that bitch is fucking improved and is. There's always been a good entertainer. Top, for sure. Yeah, but she knows what she does now, and it's so magnificent. And Ginger is by far one of the best camp queens we've ever had in the show she and was on
1: her season to be honest
0: yeah i mean that there is that conversation is true um but you couldn't have had another fucking camp winner after bianca and yeah. jinx you had and also violet was- and no well, and and you knew bob was going to win the next season so you had to spice it up a little bit but and then all stars too she had no fucking chance in hell she knew that so i think it's between the two of them and everyone else is there to bring the drama
1: okay I'm okay with it. It's
0: actually one of my least favorite casts in the history of the show. There are actually I people, like okay. people on there, that I'm like, they're on my the bottom of my drag race list. Like literally, Raja O'Hara is my least favorite drag queen to ever step on step really? foot on that stage.
1: What do you feel about not Santa?
0: I I, I, I I jiggly. I don't know. I don't I don't know her personally. I've never really met her uh, in the New York scene, but I think she definitely stepped it up.
1: She looks great. I think she looks yeah. great. Yep. She doesn't have a great sense of herself, though. One time she was online and she was like, we need to just all, like, be nice to each I was like, girl, every time I've met you, you've been rude. <laughs> yeah, not shocking.
0: <laughs> so we have a makeover challenge next week where we get some rugged sportsmen getting a makeover. Oh.
1: Who are you worried about? Who am I worried about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some drama on this next one, huh? Um, I think...
0: I can tell you who's going. I can just feel it already.
1: Um, Scarlet or no, Electra. She can't paint herself. Oh, she's gonna paint yeah. anybody
0: else. If you can't paint yourself, um, yeah, yeah, I can see her going, but I can also see it being a bad Maxi episode.
1: Maxi, Electra, or Scarlet is who I have my eyes on for losing. Okay, this. totally
0: fair. I ask it every episode, after five episodes, the winner of the season is?
1: I think, oh fuck. Oh fuck. It's hard. I wanna say, kidamine.
0: Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna be really controversial here. I think Art Simone's gonna win. <laughs> it's too too you don't bring her back if you're not going to give her a crown
1: i don't know they didn't give trixie the crown when they brought her back
0: no but she wasn't a superstar at that point when like art simone is art simone literally is part of world of wonder family with that fucking show and being at Dragon every single time
1: oh i forgot she had yeah i just i didn't think
0: it last week but now i i do think it i think and unless Keita is going to win like every week out now I don't see her having the the wow factor to win Karen has not been showcasing what she showcases to to win
1: on, um, very
0: and I don't think Rue wants to give Scarlet the crown now
1: so I think Art Simone might be the winner I really want crazy top three though oh my god that'd be crazy as a fellow trash queen
0: that would, that, you know what? That would be amazing. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo?
1: You can find me everywhere at the Lady Barriga's at T-H-E-L-A-D-Y-B-E-A-R-I-C-A. And that's Venmo. That is uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm also, you can also follow the Nobody's NYC on Instagram and... I have a YouTube series called Nobody's Watching Wrestling where me and Accent Report and formerly Ariel Italic rest in peace. Uh, talk about wrestling. And you can find that if you just go to YouTube and say, nobody's watching wrestling. I also have a podcast. It's called yeah. Nobody's Saying Hello where we call up our friends, drag queens, musicians, queer artists, wrestlers pro wrestlers and we just talk to them and we have a good old conversation um love that it. is you can find that wherever you find podcasts
0: we love it well thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting and thank you. this thank was you. one of my favorite chats i've ever
1: had oh oh thank you
0: <laughs> the biggest thanks to lady Berica andrews for coming on subscribe on apple podcasts google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher and leave us a review while you're there if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at view via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.